0: Hello, 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 I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How is everyone? This fine Twitter Thursday. We've actually gonna have a Twitter Thursday on a Thursday for the first time in maybe a month or two, or I don't know. It's been a while. For whatever reason. Um One note, you know, yesterday we talked about AFC East over under, and we were talking about Janoris Jenkins a little bit. Since we recorded, it came out that his brother, who was at the New Jersey home, uh, was arrested. So, kind of as we guessed, for football reasons, I don't see this affecting Jenkins or the Giants. Really good player, I'm expecting a bounce-back year from him, too. Not that he was bad last year, but he was great the year before. Um, real quick, a little house-cleaning notes. And really, the biggest topic that I've had on Twitter the last 24 hours is concerning the show... When I insert the ads, this is a, so first off, I apologize. Uh, As the first I heard of it was last night, that when I insert the ads, you guys know I'm far from a technical wizard, but when I use our megaphone platform, it's the name of the the company that we use, I just go and there's a little gap when I don't say anything and I put ads in, you know, insert ad here, blah, 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 blah. And I guess when you guys listen to it, it blows your doors off, (laughs) you know, that it's much, much louder than the conversation we're having now. So I did some homework on this issue, and I apologize again. I mean, all I've told you, all I do is listen to podcasts. And if I was sitting there with my earphones on, on the treadmill, or mowing lawn or whatever, and all of a sudden it spiked right in my ears, I would not like that either. So um, I kind of wish you guys would have mentioned it earlier. Maybe you did and I missed it. I do get a lot of Twitter mentions. I can't read all of them. Um, But So I made a very, very simple and small change for this show. Please write me back and say, better, or fixed, or dude, it's the same, you still have the same problem. Just give me some feedback on that. And speaking of feedback, and I haven't asked for it in a long time, and I'm not the best self-promoter in the world, and I'm finding that out with my website, that go to iTunes. Drop me a note for, you know, give me a rating on Locked on NFL. It's been a while since I've asked for that. There hasn't been a lot lately. I just checked the other day. Um, So there's that. No, no, no big deal. So we are going to go through Twitter questions, as I said. But first thing I need you to do, though, is to give me a, uh, a little feedback and, and let me know on that situation as well with the, the advertisements. Um, One little note is I just started a dynasty draft, and this is a super flex league where you can start two quarterbacks. I'm going to give you the results of that when it's done. It'll probably be like a week from now or so. Might be something you guys kind of get a kick out of. And even if you're not into fantasy or dynasty, it'll show you the players that I value for the long term, you know, in balancing now and, you know, for the future. My man GoPats asked me. Matt, regarding NFL Top 100 Brady-Rodgers situation, he agrees that Rodgers is the more special QB, wow throws, mobility, arm strength. But is he truly the best QB in the game? I'd take A-Rod as my Madden fantasy QB, but Brady to win a huge NFL game with everything on the line. Thoughts? It's hard to argue against Brady, and and I really did say this in this conversation. There's a couple QBs, in all time, that if we lined them all up and we're picking teams, that I think would be on my team more often than not. And Rogers leads that list. Marino's probably second. Where the obvious first pick in the draft is Brady. And I kind of made that Gretzky Lemieux comparison the other day. I think this all sounds like Brady bashing, but it's not. I mean, his—he's the goat. He's been amazing in big games. I told you guys about his. His winning percentage, he's won 233 out of 288 starts. I mean, it's insane. I mean, to say anything bad about the guy is unjust and, and not true. I'm just smitten with Rodgers, and I've never seen anyone like him, and I'd prefer him as my quarterback. I also think Brady has gotten much, much more help from his coaching staff, scheme, and whatnot, where Rodgers is asked to do more again, that makes Brady sound crappy. Though I mean, Brady's an unbelievable guy at the line of scrimmage and all those mental things, and he's able to do all that. I mean, he does everything. He is the they're both absolute locomotives pulling a very long train. But Brady's scheme has been more quarterback friendly over the years, and that's more of a knock on what's going on in Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay is more of a Ben Mack, like we talked about the Giants last yet last. Yesterday, you know that it's more win your one-on-one matchups, and that's hard on a quarterback. So I hear your point. You know, I mean, if I have one game to win a Super Bowl for the, you know, for my mortgage, maybe I would take Brady. But if we're picking up teams and we're drafting guys, and who do I want? I'd really have a hard time not taking Rodgers, and that means, and and that's including. Elway and Montana and, you know, anyone that's ever played the game. Okay. Lee Wisniewski asks, any players in a contract year, and he he always chimes in, so thank you, Lee. Any players in a contract year that you could see stepping up their game or having a big season? Um, I just pulled up a list of just a random one of top 25 guys for free agency next year. Um... And some names, let's just give you some names in case you don't know that these guys are hit, ready to hit free agency. And there's some huge ones. First of all, actually, before we do that, I do think there's some validity to this question. You know, I'm not like making light of what Lee said, but I, I think players might lay it on the line a little bit more whenever it's their contract year. You know, and it's just human nature. And I think we all would. And maybe if you take a little bit of complacency after you do sign that contract, you know, again, it's just human nature. And there's some dudes that don't love football and are only in it for the money. I mean, contrary to popular belief, some people just do this because it's good work, (laughs) you know? Um, But there's some elite guys that I think it kind of goes without saying uh, are going to be elite. They're going to get paid. Huge. Aaron Donald, Odell Beckham, Khalil Mack, Jadavian Clowney, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Earl Thomas, Landon Collins, um, Demarcus Lawrence coming off a franchise tag, Lamarcus Joyner coming off a franchise tag, Geno Atkins, Namakong Su, Trey Flowers is an interesting one from New York, from New England. I just think he continues to get better. Grady Jarrett's in that conversation too, just ascending guys on their first contract, only 26 years old. Stephon Diggs is very similar to that. Jake Matthews, LaWan. First off, don't get excited. You know, like most of these guys are not going to hit free agency. I mean, maybe one or two of those names I just mentioned are even going to hit the open market. So don't sit there if you're a Colts fan or a Browns fan or something going, oh, I'm going to sign three of those guys. And you're never going to get the opportunity to get most of these dudes. Brandon Graham, he's a little older than you think, though. I mean, he's already broke out. Brandon Cooks. Carlos Dunlap's up in age, too. Tate is up in age, Golden Tate. Ezekiel Ansah coming off a franchise tag. He's one to watch, though. Flashed has been very up and down. I wonder if Patricia can really get him going in a contract year and he blows up. That would be huge for the Lions, and he'd get paid immensely if that was the case. Daryl Williams is a guy that the the Panthers absolutely have to get, not, get r- locked up. I did my top offensive tackle list, and I think I had him ninth in the league, one of the best right tackles in the league, also an ascending player. Their line's been hit hard. But one guy I kind of – I mentioned I've been doing this dynasty draft, but one guy I wanted to mention, though, is Tevin Coleman. I worry a little bit about Freeman. He runs so hard, and he's not that big, and running backs don't last, and interior runner gets a lot of touches that I wonder – if he were to go down or quote lose a step, which I don't think is far fetched to think, and Coleman really got a role, he's a free agent this year, upcoming year. I could see Coleman having a monster year, particularly if Freeman got hurt. That he's a guy that I think could could really show well when he's on the field, and you know I think he fits that category for sure. So I never do this, and you're kind of trained not to. But here come the ads. So either want to turn it down, and but more importantly, I want you to pay attention. Are they louder than how I am now? And if so, does it blow your doors off? So maybe turn your volume down a little so it doesn't blow your doors off. Listen to our wonderful sponsors. And then put it back up to normal volume and tell me if it's a problem or not anymore. Thank you. All right, I am back. QB Film Room asked me, When will Davis Webb make his first start in 2018? And will the Vikings fail miserably in 2018? Hashtag letdown. Yeah, the Vikes worry me. For two big reasons. Three. I wish they would have addressed their offensive line more. And it's... It's not awful, but it's not great, that's for sure. Although I do like Line and he could get better in the second year. I wish they would have got better, though, on the offensive line, and I don't think they did. I'm not a Cousins believer. I think they're going to regret that decision, especially for what they paid him. I don't know. I, I don't expect him to play better than Keenum did last year. And Keenum played really, really well. So, But that doesn't mean they're going to be bad at the quarterback position. I just think that was a bad business decision by them. And I've said this a lot about the Vikes. Is first of all, they have a hard schedule. They have a hard division. You know, Rodgers is back. But I think they're a little bit fragile. Because when I did those State of the Vikings, State of the Union type uh, write-ups I did for, for my site, williamsonfootball.com, I was really shocked by their lack of depth at almost every position. Like, their starters are really, really good. But if they have three, four, five injuries, as most teams do, I think it could hurt them more than it does most teams. So I don't know if they'll fail miserably, but expectations are really high, and I bet they don't quite meet them. As for Davis Webb, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, I don't expect the Giants to have a great year. But I do expect Eli to be a pretty good contributor, like I wouldn't mind if he was on my fantasy team and I was talking, calling him John Stockton yesterday. But it wouldn't shock me too that the last month belongs to Davis Webb, just to see get you know, just so you can evaluate the guy going into next year. Because I don't think the Giants are going to win a lot of games, and they might be in a similar, probably not as lucrative situation to to draft a quarterback or not. And I think that if they if they're out of playoff contention, Webb should get some snaps, and he absolutely should dominate the preseason snaps. So that's important too. So there you have it. Um, So I'm thinking maybe like the last month or so for Webb. Uh, Ryan Seerfoss asked me, if you could add one player from each team in the Steelers division, who would it be? And I'm assuming he's saying if I'm the Steelers, who would I add? I'm going to go with that. I assume that's what you're asking because, you know, hey, we're a little bit of Steeler homerism here. We know that's true. So if I'm the Steelers and I could take any Brown. And first off, I'm going to take quarterbacks out of the mix. Because when in doubt, you know, I'd take Lamar Jackson. I'd take Baker Mayfield, even though I don't have Baker Mayfield. Just because you get a first-round quarterback. Even though Rudolph's still there. But I'm not going to talk quarterbacks. I'm not going to steal quarterbacks from the division. And I'm not going to look at it like this is the best way to hurt my opponent. I'm just going to look at it as this is the best way to help the Steelers. So a real easy one for me is the Browns. I'd take Miles Garrett. In a heartbeat, and if I could add anyone to the Steelers period non-quarterback, Miles Garrett would be pretty high on the list. And I'd sand him up, I'd rush him off the edge in a three-point stance. But I would put Bud Dupree on the bench, and he'd be the opposite of Watt, and he'd be a terror, and be exactly what the doctor ordered. So he would be an easy decision for me. Although the, the Browns have a lot of appealing players. I mean, the Joku. I mean, there's just a lot of guys you'd love to add to your squad. Ward, young guys. The Bengals, I would consider mixing. considering, I think, Bell leaves after this year. But no, because of the history and his off-the-field situation, Go, you know, going back. We all know about it. And running backs aren't that hard to find. I mean, you can't... Grabbing a running back is probably not the right decision. But the really, the easy call for me with the, with the Bengals, and I've told you, I think their their defense is very underrated, is William Jackson, who went they pick before Artie Burns. I think William Jackson is going to be a star. He's got size. He did a really good job against Antonio Brown last year. So he would be an easy decision for me. Premium position, up-and-comer. Not quite to the Miles Garrett elite level, but really, really close. You know, if I'm picking young corners around the league, he'd be high on my list. What Baltimore birdie do I want to add to the Steelers? And you're noticing a theme. I mean, it's kind of like best defensive player available in, in a way. But I'll take C.J. Mosley, a little older than those other two. He would be my Shazier replacement. He'd move Williams to the bench more often, lead the defense. Very, very solid second-level player. I like Mosley a lot. He's the same draft class as Shazier. Um, that would be, again, probably a pretty easy one. Although I like their young corners, you know, and and they have some defensive talent for sure. But Mosley would fill the need. Uh, Michael Peterson asks, what's the best case scenario for the Chargers to replace the productivity of Hunter Henry without bringing in anyone else? Well, I think Gates will be back. I'm not sure. That, does that become official? You know, and I think he'll catch some touchdowns and be okay. Maybe they could trade for a guy at some point at that position. But Mike Williams comes back. I mean, to me, that's the easier answer As you play a lot of three receiver sets. You know, you hope Williams steps up. They're pretty good in the at the wide receiver position overall. So I think Mike Williams takes that role. Although the Henry loss is substantial. There's no doubt. I am a big believer in Hunter Henry. All right, last question of the day. Late June, not a lot going on. Joshua Silber, who has written in many times. Thank you. A lot of you regulars. I love it. He asked, top five guys from the great 2011 draft. Is J.J. Watt that much ahead of everyone else? Well, I just went to my buddies at DraftHistory.com, and most of you probably know this, but this 2011 draft is sick, and I'm just going to buzz through some notables, and there's a lot. Cam Newton went first overall, so the other quarterbacks that went were Jake Locker at eight, Blaine Gabbert at ten, Christian Ponder at twelve, and that's the end of the first round quarterbacks. Newton's been quite good. I mean, I think he, I we to start talking about this in a Hall of Fame level, but when I did my top 10 quarterbacks, Newton was my first runner-up. He was my number eleven quarterback in the league right now. You can think about that. There's probably some Newton fans out there jumping out of their skin right now. But I, I think he has a chance to be a Hall of Famer, needs to do more. But listen to these other dudes. Vaughn Miller at two. Marcel Darius at three. A.J. Green at four. Patrick Peterson at five. Julio Jones at six. Alden Smith at seven, you know, for off-the-field reasons derailed him. Tyron Smith at nine, who I just made my number one offensive tackle. J.J. was at 11. Uh, Robert Quinn at 14. Mike Pouncey at 15. Kerrigan at 16. Really good pick. Solder at 17. Uh, Costanzo at 22, Cameron Jordan at 24. Like, people forget. Usually when we talk about the 2011 draft, you talk about like those top 11, 12 picks or whatever, which I get because there's Hall of Fame, it's riddled with Hall of Famers. But Cameron Jordan's one of the best defensive players in the league at the number 24 pick. Jimmy Smith from the Ravens, good corner at 27. Mark Ingram at 28. Muhammad Wilkerson at 30. Cam Hayward is a stud at 31. So that's a lot of high-quality dudes in the first round. I mean, high-quality dudes. I mean, Cam Hayward, Cam Jordan, Mo Wilkerson. I mean, like, the studs, Kerrigan. But the true studs, to me, who are Hall of Famers out of that group? And this is assuming they play a couple more years at their level. We just talked about Cam. Miller, yes. A.J. Green, yes. Patrick Peterson, most likely. Julio, yes. Tyron Smith, Yes. J.J., yes. I will say that J.J. stood alone. How about Cam Jordan? Cam Hayward? Eh, Probably not. But Cam Jordan was awesome last year and has been really, really good in his career. He's got a much better chance than Hayward. So that was six total studs there, and that's not including Newton. So I have to narrow him down to five, is what you're asking me, is who's had the best career thus far. I probably would say Watt won, but I can't say that he now stands way beyond those others. If we had this conversation two years ago, pre-back injury, was that three years ago? I would say yes, because unlike those others, I mean, I considered him in the conversation at that point of his career, I considered him in the conversation of best defensive player that ever lived. You know, LT, Reggie White type of guy. And what have you done for me lately is not much. But if he comes back to that level... He probably stands alone. I still think Watt, if he doesn't play again, should be a Hall of Famer. But Tyron Smith has to be in the conversation. I mean, he's the best tackle in the league. I think Peterson has basically been the best corner in the league for the last couple years. I think A.J. Green's perennially underrated and has been a top five receiver basically since this day he was picked. Julio, to me, is in the conversation for best wide receiver in the league. I prefer Brown. And Miller, to me, is the second best defensive player in the league behind Aaron Donald. And again, that's not even talking about the Kerrigans and Jordans and Haywards and those type of guys, too. They're great players. So, I don't know. Do I have to rank them of careers to date? I guess I'll go Watt reluctantly, one. Then Miller. Then Julio. Then Tyron. Then A.J. Green. Then Peterson. But And then Newton, I guess, is seven. And Jordan, I guess, would be eight. But A.J. Green's, or Patrick Peterson's sixth on the list and A.J. Green's fifth. I mean, every draft class, they would be one or two. I mean, that's, go to look at draft classes, at draft history. I mean, you get people in the Hall of Fame conversation, maybe one or two for class, not five, six, or the best players in the league. It's an amazing draft class. All right, thanks so much. Let me know about that advertising situation, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.